Hi, I'm Eric Voss, and Avengers Endgame released a full deleted scene with Iron Man Tony Stark's heartbreaking sacrifice at the end of the film having a new, previously unseen fallout. A fallout that would have given deeper insight to each of the surviving Avengers' mindsets, shed light on mysteries from the end of the film, and made a few people look like real dicks. This scene actually has a lot of cool details that you might have overlooked, so let's break them all down and discuss why the scene was removed and how its inclusion would have changed the Endgame ending, and look at what takeaways this deleted scene gives us with regard to the future destinies of other MCU heroes. Spoiler warning, I guess if any of this speculation gives you too much insight. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at this deleted footage. So this is after Pepper Potts kisses the recently passed Tony, and in the original cut we see Cap and Thor watching on sadly, but instead of just panning past Stark's face and fading to black, in this deleted scene, we cut to a reaction that was removed from the final cut, Hawkeye, Clint Barton, who pulls a Kaepernick and starts a kneeling trend. Ah, uh, yes, I know. Sad. In the theatrical release version, most of the characters closest to Tony do get personal goodbyes or reaction shots. Rhodey, Peter Parker, Pepper, and that reaction shot of Cap and Thor. But this deleted scene shares that grief with the often overlooked OG Avenger, Hawkeye. Now, Bruce Banner Hulk is in the scene if you look closely. He's only featured in the margin of the final angle of the deleted scene because his effects were still unfinished. And yeah, it would take away from this moment to cut to a potato-y N64 graphics Hulk. Or even worse, Mark Ruffalo in his goo goofy mocap unitard with that dumb eyeline stick over his head. Oh no, Tony's dead? Oh, this guy riding up on me. Did I ruin the movie? A couple interesting things to point out about this opening shot. Notice how behind Hawkeye is Thor's hammer Stormbreaker, left unattended and strewn on the ground. Now, of course, this battle has been won. No need to continue to wield Stormbreaker. This means Thor presumably dropped it in shock at seeing Stark this way. For a moment, he has relinquished his ego about being the strongest Avenger, because another Avenger has clearly claimed that title for this moment. It's also worth noting the initial kneeling order. If you think about it, it kind of parallels the order of possession of Stark's Infinity Gauntlet during the rugby-style drive during the final battle. Remember, that started with Hawkeye, and then he handed it off to Black Panther, and then he actually handed it off to Spider-Man, but he already got his goodbye in the scene. So the next one we see is the final possessor before Thanos and Stark's final exchange, Captain Marvel. So the order in which they pay respects kind of matches the order in which they assisted Stark to make this final ultimate sacrifice. Now, it's interesting to think about Peter Quill's thought process here. Um, I, I, I guess I should just kneel too. But if you think about it from his perspective, Tony Stark was an Earthbound Avenger whom he fought alongside on Titan. And his most previous memory of Stark was Quill's moment of panic upon realizing he was dusting away. And what did Stark say to try to comfort him? Steady, Quill. And now Quill only knows that he was brought back right after this and that his return was at the direct expense of Stark's exchange of life. So I'm sure the words steady Quill will continue to have meaning to him. Now Nebula is next to Neil and similarly, she spent quite a bit of time with Stark on board the Benatar as it drifted into space. In their game of folded football, Nebula scored her first ever win in anything. And later she tucked in Stark as he was drifting away. So her Neil here after joining the Avengers in victory brings her kind of full circle with those opening moments. Now Valkyrie kneels too because I'm sure she's like eh, I don't know who this guy is but I don't want to be a dick. So let's move on to the next part. Okay, Scott Lang kneels, his eyes filled with tears. Cap kneels as well. He stumbles a bit, showing his physical exhaustion, because this is truly both his and Tony's final battle. And then one of the more interesting reactions, Doctor Strange. Now, his behavior with Tony Stark was always a bit aloof throughout Infinity War and in Endgame. At first, in the Endgame final battle, he refused to confirm to Stark whether this indeed was the one out of 14,605 alternate futures in which they were victorious. Until later, in the most crucial moment, he finally 
only held up one finger to signify that it was. And now, Strange's reaction humanizes this Sorcerer Supreme. You can see the guilt in his eyes for kind of manipulating this man into making the ultimate sacrifice play. Because Strange knew from that moment on Titan that that was the only way that they could win. And looking back to that Infinity War scene, you can see that Strange was already feeling mourning for Stark when he told them one. And later, when he said, I'm sorry. And let's move on to the final part. Okay, I know we're feeling the feels of this moment, but I just really like how Gamora's like, Okay, you as guardians could take a knee, but I walked into the wrong funeral home and I got places to be. Oops, sorry, didn't mean to trip on you, Howard the Duck. I'm not kneeling, I'm just short. Ducks ain't got kneecaps, stupid. But this makes sense for Gamora. This Gamora is from 2014. She only recently decided to betray Thanos. She doesn't know any of these folks other than Nebula. And she's also right not to trust them just yet. Because who knows? which of these grieving strangers might hold her responsible for aiding and abetting the conquerors who killed their friends. This also sheds a bit of light on Gamora's fate at the end of Endgame. Now previously, we just know she was listed as missing when Peter Quill was looking for her at the end on the Benatar. Now we know for sure that Stark's final snap did indeed spare her. And she probably feels like she's been given a bit of a second chance, and she's now on some new lonely path. Now the final shot of this scene shows kneeling from Falcon, Wanda, Okoye, Drax, Bucky, and Shuri. And I love that Shuri's wearing some WHAT ARE THOSE sneaks. And Mantis takes forever to kneel. She looks around, confused for several seconds. Hilarious. Hope Van Dyne and Wong are visible as well. Rhodey is turned away in grief, unable to look at Stark. And in 64, Banner Hulk is hiding behind some rubble in shame over his unfinished VFX. And we fade to black. So why was this scene removed? Well, according to a statement from the directors, Joe and Anthony Russo, it was a beautiful scene with moving performances, but we filmed it prior to Tony Stark's funeral. The funeral scene ultimately became a more resonant and emotional reflection on Tony's death for us. Yeah, if both this scene plus the long tracking shot showing each MCU character one by one were included, it might have felt a bit excessive. Like you could definitely imagine Tony Stark's ghost rolling his eyes and quipping, guys, come on, you can't give me two funerals and Black Widow none. Do you think this scene should have been included in the theatrical cut of Avengers Endgame? Comment down below with your thoughts and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at EAVoss and subscribe to New Rockstars for breakdowns and theories about everything Marvel. Thank you for joining me and uh, hey, how many subscribers do you think we lost to that Kaepernick bit?